I think Britain has an exceptionally large number of people who are going to go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and just go on, put on their, uh, their fucking toddler clothes, those elasticated ankle um, sweatpants everyone's fucking wearing, <laughs> and just uh, wander off into the streets and, and fight someone. <laughs> just a toilet roll. <laughs> just like normal. <laughs> oh, you have such a cynical view of I our know. population. Sorry. Amish Ben. Control situation normal. Hello, welcome and bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Ni hao. Ni hao. <laughs> Jumbo. What's Jumbo mean? Jumbo, Jumbo. Hello, I think, in Swahili. All right, very good. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Arms Inquisition. Episode 123. 123. Oh my Praise Jablon and all the Elohim. <laughs> Quiet news week. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Nothing yeah. much, much happening. Nothing happening. I'm Amish Phil. I'm Amish Ben. I'm Amish Matt. The bat phone is live if you want to call in. 07942636. Three six one double three. I nearly got it. Mm. Where yeah. the fuck do we start? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. <laughs> what are we gonna do? The mother of madness is in control. <laughs> um, yes, Lost I am. it. <laughs> I'm a Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> Beggedy, bang, so it is. So <laughs> I went to do. Um, my you uh, you know my weekly shop Sunday yeah, okay. at Aldi. What time did you go? What uh, what weapons did you take? <laughs> a baseball bat with a nail through it. Mm. I actually captured some audio. I actually went there and I had to turn away because I got my phone out and I just recorded. Well, this <laughs> this is the show. This this is the frozen food aisle. We <laughs> sound excited. I know, it sounds like, are they your fans? <laughs> <laughs> He's here! <laughs> I Phil! Yeah, bit of a nightmare. Bit of a run on the shops. Mm. Who knew COVID gives you the shits? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Where, what is the thinking behind stockpiling toilet roll? Is it because it's one of those things you think, oh, I'm not going to go out, so I'm, I'm going to need a penny of Idiots, roll. just idiots, I think. Well, I bet everybody's um, cursing that the trend, we've got rid of the trend of having B-days in our bathrooms. <laughs> a douche? Yeah, could do with a B-day. Oh, I wonder the, if there's a run on douches. A, apparently, my wife said you can buy an attachment for your toilet bowl that makes it into a B-day. Oh, that doesn't sound hygienic. <laughs> no, but, you know, to- get one of those off Amazon instead of toilet <laughs> roll. Rinse your sphincter with your own putrid piss and shitty water. I'm pretty sure it gets to flush. It gets to flush. But if there's blowback, if you're doing a particularly bad poo poo, or maybe you like, 
I don't know the, the mechanics of it, but maybe you do you do your business and then you clip the the B day provider in the bowl with the flush, then you flush and it sprays your ass then. Why? Why? There's no need. No. For a B day? No. Oh right, okay. So a sep- the separate one that you sit in, it's like a tiny bath for cats. Is that is that the one you're talking about? Or the tube, you can get a tube attachment to your normal toilet? Yeah, I think that's what it is, the tube attachment. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I never heard of that. Oh, fuck that. The biggest um, worry, I concern I have over COVID is um, exploding amygdalas. <laughs> I just think people's heads are going to stop <laughs> popping like oh, scanners. Massive. Well, <laughs> I think the other thing as well is it's not so much, is it the, the disease and what that's going to do, or the virus or whatever, it's the... Um, People's reactions to it, or overreaction, and mm. you've seen it's starting to see it already. It's mad. Yeah, it's crazy. I've got an overview clip from CNN oh. for the UK. Oh, want to hear it? Yeah. Is it? Um, Bob. Keep like, calm and carry on. precautionary. Despite the coronavirus, that's the message coming from Boris Johnson as the UK continues to play down the risks. We mustn't do things which have no or limited medical benefit. With the healthcare system already stretched, officials are reluctant to implement new measures before they're necessary. But there are plans in place. We are now very close to the time where we say everybody who has even minor respiratory tract infections or a fever uh, should be self-isolating for seven days afterwards. The virus claimed more lives this week. All of the victims had underlying health conditions. So, in the absence of more coordinated planning, Britons are taking matters into their own hands. Supermarkets have rationed goods after panic buying prompted fights over household items, like toilet paper and tinned food. Some companies have been sending staff home, like this online fashion retailer in East London. Its staff went home on Tuesday and its offices were deep cleaned after an employee tested positive for the virus. Even Royal Protocol is not immune to the concerns. At a commemoration service in Westminster Abbey this week, Prince Charles tactfully avoided shaking hands. Several European countries have banned large-scale gatherings and many have closed schools as well. Taking his cue from moves like that, this candidate running to become the next mayor of London decided to pull his launch event and put it online instead. We have to take the coronavirus. That's Rory Stewart, the Conservative. Oh, yeah. Keep calm and carry on. I was supposed to be pausing, it didn't work. (laughs) You get the idea. Mm. Our government seems to have come under some flack for... uh, Not... Shutting the system down. It's this herd immunity thing. I got mm. quite um, an alarming report from an Australian news source mm-hmm. discussing our <laughs> strategy <laughs> in inverted commas. The British government wants to achieve what it calls herd immunity. The idea that when enough people are infected with coronavirus, it effectively goes away. This is greatly disputed, to say the least. But what would that involve? 60% of the British population is 39.6 million people. To date, in China and Italy, 14% of cases are severe and involve hospitalisation. That would equate to 5.5 million people in the UK. 
5% of cases in those countries are classed as critical. That equates to almost 2 million people. And assuming a low mortality rate like that seen in Korea and parts of China of 0.7%, that would mean 277,000 deaths. The British approach is an outlier. No other country is openly pursuing the idea of herd immunity. It is deeply controversial. That's France, isn't it? <laughs> That's what? the. Uh, <laughs> um, did you say Australia before you started? That clip? Yeah, it should, should have been Ireland. <laughs> I guess it sounded Irish to me. Well, maybe it's from. He's just a, doing an opinion piece from uh, from Ireland for an Australian news outlet. Mm-hmm. Maybe the um the biggest sort of thing has been the panic buying that I've noticed this week, isn't it? That's mm. been probably the biggest story. Yes. I pulled some interesting clips from Question Time <coughs> because um last week Matt Hancock, the health secretary in the UK, was on Question Time and he received a question about panic buying and I got his response. Right. Um, I went to the supermarket today, pasta, no pasta, no dry pasta at all, no toilet rolls as you said earlier, Tim. You know, people are panic buying. I mean, there's no paracetamol, anything like that, that you can get in the supermarkets. Well, I, I understand that. But what I'd say is that the government has supplies of the key things that are needed. And within the uh, food supply, we are absolutely confident that people will, uh, that, that, that there won't be a problem there. And crucially... We're working with the supermarkets to make sure that if people are self-isolating, then we'll be able to get uh, the food and supplies that they need. So are we talking about sort of commandeering? So that was last Thursday. Oh, right, OK. That was Health Secretary um, talking about them being in close contact with the supermarkets to, you know, keep an eye on supply chains and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a week. Oh, no. And on the panel this Thursday in question time was Richard Walker, who's the... Uh, MD of Iceland. Right, okay. Iceland is a large supermarket chain. And he a had, small country. And a small country. And he had this to say. I think it's incumbent on me to say people shouldn't be panicking. They certainly shouldn't be panic buying. There's enough food. Um, I there's think not enough hand sanitizer, though, is there? The, well, there's Where's no shortage. Where's all that? I've tried all week to buy so I can't get it anywhere. Yeah, well, there's, there's no shortage of production of hand sanitizer. It's just getting it to the shops quickly enough because then people buy it, the shelves empty, and then we put it on the shelf the following day. And I think we all have a responsibility to, to play in that, to shop responsibly. But in the same vein, with regards to communication, I think the government also needs to be very clear. From my perspective, from businesses' perspective, um, up until last week, communication was was non-existent from government. Um, and I'm pleased to say that it, that it has got better now. We're, we're now having daily calls um, as a business community, uh, as retailers, with with DEFRA and the Secretary of State. But Can I just we, ask we you about that non-existent um, communication with government? Because we had the Secretary of State for Health here last week who yeah. said was the effect that the government was in, uh, in in talks with the supermarkets and then there was a bit of a hoo-ha the next day with the rest of the supermarkets saying no he isn't uh, was he in talks with you? No <laughs> Oh Maddie H you big liar Looks that way Porky pies what a surprise mm. what a surprise a politician not telling the truth it Seems to be We have a boots on the ground report this week, oh, yes. we do, don't we? An unnamed source in the industry. Yeah, someone, a producer of ours who works deep within the belly. 
Don't we list all our producers? One of, one of the beasts. Of, of which there are one. It'll be listed as anonymous. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, several producers this week. Anonymous producers. Oh, actually. excellent. Good. Yeah. What did uh, our anonymous producers say about uh, a large retail uh, supermarket chain in this country? Uh, cat litters. We had a run on cat litter. Uh, pet food. Pet food and thing. cat litter. Earlier in the week, he said that hand sanitizers stock levels were down to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And bog roll was down to 50%. Mm. And these, in a normal week, would be maintained at 98.5%. Wow, yes. someone's getting fired. <laughs> so, shortages. Mm. How many toilet rolls have you got in your respective houses? 100. Have you got <laughs> I reckon I've got at least 12. We've got 19. But I, I, I think I probably might have more than 12, but I always have a large amount of... So it's one of the things that I always have to be yeah, rationing one square per wipe. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm balling. <laughs> Both figuratively and <laughs> actually. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Don't care. Nah. Uh, if you're struggling for toilet paper, you've got to think out of the box for sources. Mm. So Don't go to your normal sources. sources. Uh, the outdoor shops. Well, mm. the other thing as well is... They you sell camping toilet paper. Next door has got a nice Scoot. lawn. Yeah. A nice lawn. So what does a dog do when a it wipes scoot, his bum? Scoot along the grass. Exactly, I just do that. It's damp. Butt surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Better than doing it on your own carpet, isn't it? If you uh, if you want pasta or rice or anything, go to go to your, your Asian supermarkets and your Polish shops. They are, that apparently, according to Facebook. and Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Sources. Smaller shops have got plenty of stock. Yeah. Of things. And massively marked up. Five pounds for... 100 grams of lasagna. <laughs> 20 quid a sheet of lasagna. <laughs> You'll wipe your ass with that. <laughs> uh, another uh, Building suppliers. Yeah, they have massive rolls of, like... Um, blue. Yeah, the blue stuff. Wonder wipes. Saw it. You know, I can't flush that shit though, can you? You're not supposed you to flush in um, an emergency. You don't need to flush it, but in bed. Well, I'm just wondering because my wife was looking for baby wipes. All the baby wipes had gone. Wonder wipes. Builders' wonder wipes are safe for your hands and a baby's arses. Oh, I would. I would check the label. <laughs> I think it's got a giant yellow cross on it, so probably not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that, that had run out. Um, mm. So that's the only way we've been affected. I must say, I have four tins. One of these things I always, do you know, when you go to the supermarket and <laughs> I have to th- these things that you buy every week, no matter whether you need it or not. One of those things is chopped tomatoes. So I do have four cans of chopped tomatoes in the, in the cupboard right now, live to get ready to go. Wow! And a can of chickpeas that have been in there for three years. Oof. So that might get used. Wow! Mm. Wow! Wow! No, I'm, trying to, I'm working on my own Wilson. Wow, and it's not. Uh, it's not it's a, I thought it's it was Donald Trump. Pitch. Right. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Let's oh, just stop. Um, Bojo brought home the seriousness this oh, week. In Don't panic, everyone. Don't panic. And then play Some Bojo. People are gonna die. Yeah. We've done what can be done to oh, contain where we disease, and <laughs> this brought us valuable time. <laughs> But it's now a global <coughs> pandemic, and the number of cases will rise sharply. Indeed, the true number of cases. Someone's shuffling cards in the background, yes. 
much higher than the number of cases we have so far confirmed with tests. And I've got to be clear, we've all got to be clear, this is the worst public health crisis for a generation. Some people compare it to seasonal flu. Alas, that is not right. Restart. Owing to the lack of immunity, this disease is more dangerous. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, it's level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Mm. Live video. Just make sure your roadcast is selected for audio. Oh, I'm to restart the stream. I tested it as well before we uh, started and it was working fine. I'm guessing that's an internet issue. Anyway. Oh God, don't let the internet go down now. All the oh, no. Netflix is going to be sluggish at best anyway, isn't mm. it? So the tone's got a lot more serious since that uh, public address Bojo gave in the press conference with the two experts. Yeah. But, you know, according to Michael Gove, we're all sick of experts, aren't we? Where's OBS? We're not using it. All right. Just press go live. Come on, Ben. Keep up. It says waiting for video. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it's fucked. Oh, here we go. Something's happening. There we go. Yeah. Wi-Fi's on. And we're back. Mm. Yeah, the tone's got decidedly more serious, I feel, this week. Yes. Mm. Because I think they're going to be bringing in more draconian measures, aren't they? Well, on that note, um, Matt Hancock was on um, Sky News' uh, Sophie Ridge mm. Sophie Ridge show on Sky News this morning being interviewed, and he was asked about the uh, situation with the over-70s, mm. which applies to a lot of us, of our generation, yep. our parents and grandparents. Yep. Uh-huh. There are reports that the government is going to be asking people over the age of 70 to self-isolate, to stay at home for up to four months. Is that right? Well, the answer to that is not yet. And the reason that we are not saying that yet is just because of this length of time uh, that people would have to take that action to protect themselves. But is it going to happen at some point? uh, is, Is very long. Um, That is in the plan, yes, it's clearly in the action plan. The thing that we're saying today is that we need a national effort also to help prepare the NHS. So we've been working to buy as many ventilators as we can because that's one of the critical things that's needed for people who are ill. I'm keen to talk about that Today the Prime Minister is... I'm keen to talk about that in a moment, but just to be crystal clear on the elderly, the government will be asking the over-70s to self-isolate, potentially for a period of months at some point in the future? Uh, That is in the action plan, yes, and we'll be setting it out uh, with more detail when that's the right, it's the right time to do so, uh, because we absolutely appreciate that it is, uh, that is a very big uh, ask of uh, of the elderly and the vulnerable, and it's for their own self-protection. Are we talking about days, weeks away? How, How long are we talking? Well, certainly in the in the coming weeks, absolutely. I'd heard twenty days, weeks within weeks. Within twenty days, I'd heard. Well, that's within weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's within three weeks. Four months. Mm, that's a long. T- I was just thinking, of wondering about the impact on physical activity and the knock on that that would have on <laughs> your health. Mm. Being if you're confined to your home 
four months if you don't have like a running machine or something. Well, what, yeah. about, what about loneliness as well in the in that situation? There's a lot of over seventies who were living well, they were saying talking about that. But also, my mum. I think my mum would be probably be all right as long as she had like books. She's got mm. a Kindle. She could just download stuff on a Kindle. I think she'd be okay. But I think it's more that that lack of walking and physical exercise, surely that's going to have a detrimental impact on cardiovascular health. Mm. And then surely that's going to have an unintended consequence down the line as well. That's a price that we have to pay, it seems, though. Seems to be, doesn't it? Because the whole idea, we talked about squashing, Are we? have you got a clip about squashing the sombrero? No. Or making a sombrero, I should say. No. Squashing the sombrero, isn't it? Um, So the whole idea behind this is that we don't have a peak too steep a rise in cases with a, a steep drop off, and we have a more of a an elongated um, curve, prolonged slow death. It's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult to talk about peaks when you're not sure how many <coughs> cases you you have, and if you're not testing, you're not knowing. You you're not knowing anyway, even if you are testing. So you don't yeah. know when the peak is going to come naturally. I mean, look at look at China. That when was that sort of kicked December, off? End it? of December. And they're now down to single figures across the whole country in terms of but new... they've had a different reaction to it, and they've gone into lockdown. Exactly, straight away. They've been welding apartments shut and what? literally chaining people in their homes. What about food and stuff? And they've just been delivering bread and mm. basics to uh, two billion people, well, in, when the provinces uh, are affected or whatever. Is that what they've been doing? I guess so. I don't know. Whatever they've done, it's it's worked basically, and, and the but West are kind of flapping a little bit. Italy have the right idea, I guess. They're, yeah, but they've also also got a, a higher incidence of death, haven't they? Well, they they have a <clears throat> they have quite an aged population in Italy mm. as well because of you know things like Mediterranean diet and uh, a lot of healthy elderly people who are now succumbing to this. Mm. Um, but. They're, they've locked down and they're still seeing big increases in cases. Mm. So, have they locked down too soon? Would you? Would our government say? Well, the other thing I was thinking about is if you lock things down, is that the virus remains, doesn't it, in the population? Yeah, Probably so you should open it up again. Exactly. You get a second wave. So you get another wave and then another wave. So is it not better to let it run its course initially? in the hope that we do develop an immunity to it. The the de facto solution is for everyone on the planet to, to be isolated for Ever. two weeks <laughs> or for however long the, the incubation period of the... Right. And it, this is clearly impossible to do. Yeah. Because you wouldn't be able to... Anyone who died would have to just stay where they are <laughs> for, for, uh, for two weeks. And then at the end of the two weeks, you know that there's no... There's no, there shouldn't be any of the virus in people who aren't haven't been isolated for 14 days, and it's mm. run its course with them. Yeah, but that's it can't be done. So I guess every single government on the in the world uh, have got different ideas of of what to do. There's no particularly kind of, ours. <laughs> it seems yes, exceptionally different. Uh, different. Speaking about the draconian laws that. Draconian methods that China have employed. Matt Hancock was also asked about that mm. by Sophie Ridge. 
Yes, we're going to set out the emergency powers on uh, Tuesday and publish the bill on Thursday. I've been talking to uh, John Ashworth, the, the Shadow Health Secretary, who thinks on the programme shortly uh, about what's in them. This is a, a cross-party approach. He's made some suggestions of other things that should be in there, which we've included. Um, and um, we, we, it, inc it includes a whole a broad range of uh, yeah. of actions vague um, all about preparing Britain and making sure that we're uh, that we're ready should we need to be he doesn't is the have government going to be banning gatherings of over 500 people well clearly as we set out in the action plan not two clear. weeks ago it's we are clear. absolutely ready to do that um, as necessary um, uh. and um, there's, so a, there's a whole host of further steps well, we'll uh, we've got a Cobra meeting tomorrow. Uh, we will take these decisions at the right time. But I'm absolutely prepared to take actions like that if that's what's necessary. We've already seen many uh, sporting events, for instance, uh, being cancelled, um, and, yeah, um, and, and lots of these uh, big yeah. gatherings being uh, being cancelled. The thing that really matters in terms of slowing the spread, the biggest things are, are washing your hands if you're ill at all cough or high temperature then you should stay at home for seven days that is absolutely critical uh, and then the the next steps like the sort of uh, the isolation for uh, for vulnerable people and older people that we talked about at the start these are the really big things that uh, that slow the spread and save the lives um, and, um, and 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 things like uh, the the mass gatherings actually you know it it doesn't really matter how big the gathering is uh, what matters is making sure that people who have the illness aren't spreading it and stay home. The reason why Scotland have stopped the gatherings over 500 is just to redirect resources, mm. emergency service resources. It's nothing to do with the transmission of the virus, is it? No. It's just so, because if you have a, a sporting event with 50,000 people, <clears> you have to have ambulances on standby and police ah, and all the rest right, of it. Okay. That's the only reason they're... Uh, they're to cancel sporting events and things. Yeah. It's nothing to do with contraction rates or anything like that. Good. Yeah. But that seems that's coming Thursday. So one of the things is they're going to um, have some sort of power of um, Dispersal. detainment. Oh, detainment. For people who refuse to isolate themselves. Well, that's that's like it was in China where they yeah. were locking people in their home. They weren't locking everyone. Thing they is, were... The Chinese government doesn't have to pass new resolutions. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, you're right. Say. Exactly. Ni hao. <laughs> Hello. Get in, <laughs> get in the door. Get in they there. They got the job done, right? Yeah, well, um, that's fine. Uh, we have, I think Britain has an exceptionally large number of people who are going to go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and just go on, put on their, uh, their fucking toddler clothes, those elasticated ankle um, sweatpants everyone's fucking wearing <laughs> and just uh, wander off into the streets and, and fight someone <laughs> just a toilet roll oh just like normal <laughs> oh you have such a cynical view of I our know. population sorry Amish Ben sorry I'm <laughs> well, talking of uh, big uh, sporting <laughs> events Tokyo Olympics is due this year and is going ahead well I have a report from uh, the IOC now, the IOC's longest-serving member has admitted the Tokyo Olympics could be cancelled if 
the coronavirus is not contained within the next two to three months. However, in an interview with AP, Dick Pound said postponing <laughs> the Olympics or moving it to a different city is not an option due to the size of the event. Wow. However, he <laughs> urged athletes to continue training as any decision won't be made until sometime in May. The Japanese government insists the Olympics Jeez. will proceed as planned. In its modern history, the Olympics has only ever been cancelled during the two... I thought so, I was going to say at the end of that report, oh, I'm really sorry. Somebody's giving me the wrong name there. <laughs> oh, my word. I so just, the, the longest member in the IOC is a guy called Dick Pound. <laughs> Dick Pound? What's so funny about that? Here's more from Dick Pound. <laughs> if the games are cancelled, and, and that's a big if at this point. Uh, this is the man himself. Here's more from Dick Pound. <laughs> If the games are cancelled, and, and that's a big if at this point, uh, it's going to be a complicated decision. Uh, my guess is it would take more than simply a decision by the IOC and the Tokyo authorities. It would be governments and international agencies saying it is not safe uh, to hold the games. And we're a long way from that. So it's still going ahead, unless, like you say, it's unilaterally decided. Yeah, and here's more from Dick Pound. <laughs> it does sound like Dick would pound. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he's got a good voice, hasn't he? Pounding voice. <laughs> you might say Strong. you wouldn't shorten it to Dick, would you? No. If you're called Richard Pound, <laughs> he's called Richard Pound. Yeah, Dick Pound. Dick Pound. <laughs> Do you think I, might, I might shorten it. If I was called Richard Pound. Maybe he wants to own it. He owns the. The hilarity. Yeah, rather than yeah, I'm Dick Pound. What of it? <laughs> exactly, especially when you... Hi, my name's Dick, Dick Pound. Pound. by name, Dick <laughs> Pound. <laughs> by nature. Yeah. So, the other thing as well is, it, will the podcast be in jeopardy? If Our banned, podcast. Banned from having... I think, is it Romania or Austria or somewhere? It's five people. Is, it, is the maximum amount of group, size of group you're allowed? Mm. Last time I checked, there's three of us. <laughs> Don't yeah, no, but it might be that you can't meet up at all. Oh, right. Just dial in. Yeah, dial in. Because right. the other thing is, is, if you start sort of doing what Ireland, is it Ireland, Ireland and the Netherlands have done and closed schools, closed nurseries, mm. that has a knock-on effect for the, the economy. Because mm -hmm. you can't work if you've got kids. Surely. Oh, the economy is going to tank. We're going to have a recession. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I have some more boots on the ground reports. Good time to get into pie, though. Pie. Oh, well, pie. We'll, we'll come back to pie. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> uh, more boots on the ground. There's <laughs> um, boots on the ground. There's three patients in pods currently at Royal Preston. Really? Yeah. Pods? Isolation pods. And they have right. they tested positively oh, for? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. They've been isolated. Mm -hmm. Um Another producer told me that a geneticist who works in Scotland mm. um, doing some sort of testing, lab testing, yeah. in the field of genetics has been retrained. Professor X? <laughs> <laughs> has been retrained uh, to be able to test for COVID, to carry out the COVID diagnosis tests. Oh, right. right, okay. Well, uh, so the requisition uh, is more than one. Being re requisitioned, yeah. People are being sort of pulled in. Different yeah. things. I'm wondering because I obviously I work in the NHS, but I'm not in like physical health, like in mental health, obviously. But I wonder <laughs> you are not in good physical no, health. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering what they're going to do with us, basically. Whether they're just going to say work from home kind of things. So I could do everything over the phone. That's I, coming. 
that's coming yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Aren't, haven't you? Aren't you working from home now? Mm, it's optional. I can do. It's optional. Well, it's always optional. But oh. I, I've not been. It's not been, been forced. No. Do you not foresee that in the next couple of weeks? Possibly. Possibly. I'm like Matt. I can do pretty much anything over the over the internet. Or the old wind interweb. Mm. I had my first cancellation today <gasps> really? because of COVID. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Job I was due to start Wednesday. Mm-hmm. She's in her seventies, right. and she has a son, right? Who I think may have Downs mm. or some other um, thing that makes him susceptible. And she started with flu-like symptoms. Oh. He's having to self-isolate. Right. Okay. No refunds. But, yeah. The uh, the knock-on effects for the economy is going to be huge. Well, yeah. I suppose if more people start getting twitchy bums. Mm. Doesn't affect your bum. Stop buying toilet paper. <laughs> Another boots on the ground report I got was that um, schools, when the schools shut. For Easter, you mean? No, when, when they shut for fucking weeks. Yeah. They're shutting for 16 weeks in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. When they shut here, there'll be skeleton crude with the teachers. Mm-hmm. And they will have effectively act as childminders for children of NHS staff. Oh, right, okay. Mm, that's interesting. Mm, requisitioning. This right. is part of the plan. It's a good idea. It's all. This is the thing: is that we do everything a bit. Everything. Our reaction to stuff tends to be a little bit dad's army, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, though. Don't <laughs> call him your name, Pike. <laughs> 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 but it is, though. We kind of rather than just like the shut down, build mm. thousands of hospitals that later collapse. We've not seen that in the news this week. But anyway, I'll talk about that later. You kind of come do a bit of a, a gaffer tape job in, you know, think um, things outside of the box, we should say. And are strangely proud of the gaffer tape job. Yeah. The bodges. But yeah, sorry, one of the, the hospitals that was built, I think it was in Wuhan or wherever, it collapsed. It, it fell down. They knocked Hang these on. things up in no time, didn't they? Yeah. That, was that a hospital week. or was it... Um, I think There was, it was a hospital. hotel that they were keeping... Um, quarantine patients in. I believe it was a hospital right. that they built collapsed. Well, part Shame. of it collapsed, not all of it. Part of the bulldog spirit, isn't it? Mm. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Buy toilet roll. Interesting times. Keep calm and carry on is exactly the current GB strategy, isn't it? Wash your hands and wash, oh, your, wash your hands. Yeah. And isolate yourself if you feel ill. Yeah. And if you're over 70. And, uh, no, they're not yet. Oh, not yet. Not no, yet. Sorry. Just yeah. wait. Wait for further instructions. <laughs> yeah. 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 Carry on with life. Have you seen the States, uh, the US, or Donald Trump probably in particular, is uh, looking to buy out a small German yeah. biotech company who are working on a vaccine? Explain. Um, so, <laughs> the, the intention is that that is, so the US would own the IP of the vaccine and would be able to administer it to US patients first, mm. uh, if not exclusively. But also, in the article, it said that the German government was doing exactly the same. Yes, the German government put an offer in as well so they could treat their their um, citizens first. And the company are fighting both uh, back and mm-hmm. say that, you know, whatever, whatever it is, we're going to... Make loads of give it to everyone. Yeah, make loads really. Of yeah. yeah, good. So they're, they're gonna have to scale up somewhere because you can't make millions of doses in a in a lab. But if they can partner with with someone like um, you know GSK Securus or GSK or someone, then mm. potentially 
GlaxoSmithKline, that is. I know, we, we were making... Pharma company. We were making, what, 780,000 doses a day? Tamiflu. No, that was the flu vaccine. So, you know, there's, the equipment is, is available. Well, on that, funny you've mentioned that, because Sir Mark Walport, who's the chief exec of UK Research and Innovation, was on Sophie Ridge today as well, talking about the possibility of a vaccine. How far away, realistically, are we? Well, vaccines are being developed at a very fast rate, and so there are a number of candidates, uh, big companies, small companies, universities, are all working. The challenge here is to make sure that the vaccine is safe and that it works, and unfortunately, that takes a period of time to do. So realistically, it's very unlikely that we're going to have a vaccine for the present round of this epidemic. And um, you say it takes time. I mean, are we talking months, we're, we're talking, years? We're, we're talking months, but uh, so you're up to a year. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you take his word from it, you know, waiting on a vaccine isn't uh, a viable strategy. No. no. Because that, you sound like the German company's close. You see, the, well, <coughs> you can be close, but it's this upscaling, isn't it? You can't, you can't mass produce it. There's a big, there's a big step between having a vaccine that works in theory on paper, and then bringing it into like animal models, that's and then what getting some. I've read that that's what the stage they're at to what, test on animals. Well, that's it, and, and then it's humans. They're looking for human. Uh, subjects. They're looking for human subjects in the UK as well. They were offering, a couple of weeks ago, they were offering... Uh, four grand. Uh, four grand, yeah. Tempting. Tempting. Um, self-isolate seven days. Four grand. Yeah, so you've What's got to go through all that, <laughs> that kind of um, pipeline before you can get to the mass production stage, and then you have to mass produce it. But if, it'd be great if that German company were willing to say, no, f- fuck you, Big boys, we'll um, we will <laughs> we will um, we'll do this for the good of the the, the world, Tim and then Bernard find Lee. a partner who's gonna who would be able to and willing to mass produce for no profit, knowing that you you know again for the good of the globe. Think about it this way: the more people who are alive, the more people are going to be able to spend money on your products or work for your company or yeah. bring on up ideas and stuff, and, uh, whatever yeah. it is. All soothers, yeah. madness, isn't it? Yeah, that's where they make all the money, isn't it? The pharma companies, really, and they offer the uh, cold and flu remedies. OTCs, yeah, over um, the counter. Called, yeah, over the counter. And dick pills, <laughs> dick pills. So he's a mate of uh, Dick Pound, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Pills. Um, Matt Hancock was asking, he's trying to get like firms like JCB and Rolls-Royce to start making ventilators. Yeah. Shit, yeah, that's that's probably one of the scariest news stories I've read. Cause what? Well, we've only 5,000 ventilators. 5,000 ventilators due to years of austerity and cuts in the NHS. Apparently there are 42,000 open vacancies for nurses. Just Hang on, whoa, 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 what, what's it got to do with austerity? Uh, cuts... I guess. No, Just no, I mean, words now. Surely we have enough ventilators for a normal... 5,000 ventilators is enough during the normal course of events? Well, I suppose it is. Why, would, what we want, why would we stockpile ventilators? Mm, that's a good point. You wouldn't, would you? No, I don't think this guy didn't do austerity. Yeah. 
I imagine the story will be that you, I bet you there's a shortage of ventilators anyway. So people struggle to find ventilators. It's going to be worldwide, I think. Well, no, but I mean in the UK already. Mm. Not before Maybe. the before th- this virus, there would probably a, a shortage because there's I there's a shortage of all kinds of equipment and things. You know, just inhalers and shit. When Do you I've not think they'll stockpile afterwards anyway? Like pandemic preparedness was a big thing after swine flu, and that obviously went. Are you suggesting that politicians would mend the roof when the sun is shining? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't like politicians. Yeah. They're spending money on nonsense, yeah. They should hand over running of the country to scientists and the military <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> Just have a philosopher king. Well, I mean, yeah. How long is it going to be before... We know a guy. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> how long is it before we see the army on the streets? Well, well, again, that's, that's been, been supermarket. Been oh, we we were watching uh, League of Gentlemen last night, and it was very weird. Yeah. The opening of the the one of the last episodes of the second mm-hmm. series, where yeah, but it's happening in Spain, isn't it? The army patrols the streets there. Mm. The talk is that the they will be used for logistics initially, yeah, and then guarding supermarkets a week later. <laughs> guarding? I bet you any money. I bet you. <coughs> If they go down the route of closing down small shops and you have to go to a supermarket and you have to queue and they let so many people into the supermarket, say 50 people into a, a 5,000 square foot supermarket. Yeah, and, um, the police won't have the resources to do that. No. no. So that I bet you any money they'll have four squaddies. It'll be strange. Do yeah. you think they'll be armed as well? Yeah. Be strange, won't it? Seeing squaddies on the street. Mm-hmm. But... Not uncommon in other countries. Like when I went to Mexico. When, no, when I went to Mexico, there was a squad of army people patrolling the streets there. When oh. I went to China. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you go to China? Um, a week before the Wuhan news hit. A week before the news got out. It was yeah. probably been around circulating for. God knows how, 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 however long they've been eating those pangolins for. They are delicious. On <laughs> China, oh China, <laughs> Army. Yeah. loads of military around China. Yeah, uh, going through the Hong Kong um, yeah. border with China. Ah, oh, it's it's razor wire. It's army guys, mm. no man's land, all that kind of stuff. But that's Madness. yes. That's I, I had my reasons. temperature taken as well. One way to shut down the Hong Kong protest, wasn't it? Mm. Releasing this virus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've not stopped. Apparently. Have they not? No. And Hong Kong don't have that many cases. Macau, Macau hardly have any cases. And Taiwan. And they're extremely close to China. Mm. What do you put that down to? Probably testing. Not testing. Test everyone. Not testing. Not testing, you mean? I would say. Oh, not testing, therefore no cases, but everyone's actually got it. Possibly, yeah. I didn't thought that. Uh, the problem with testing is, you can have as many deaths or cases as you like, can't you? Mm. It's just the number reported. The problem is, it we're not testing people, and so we're telling people to self-isolate when they mm. get symptoms. So, say you're a nurse and you develop symptoms, mm-hmm. so you self-isolate, you don't get tested. Then, after the week, you feel better. You go back to work, and then two weeks later, you feel ill again. Mm-hmm. So you self-isolate again. You don't know if you've had the virus or not. Or Turns if you're out you didn't have it, yeah. yeah. So you might have just had yeah. another coronavirus. You need more data, don't you? Mm. Mm-hmm. 
to... I won't. <sighs> do you want to move on from Corona? We can do it. I've got a mate in Spain. We can give him a call if you want. As he said, we can. So said, yeah, she'll give me a call. All right, okay. Boots on the ground, Spain, go. <laughs> I'm going to have to phone him, I think, because it... Well, that's but not going to work. I'll tell you what. Can you not WhatsApp call gonna, him? <laughs> we haven't got any, any stuff. I've told him to call us in about 30 minutes. That was about oh. 10 minutes ago. So. All right. Go he, on. Might, he might dial in. Uh, if he doesn't. If you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. We, we could ring him and, and splice him into the mm. the podcast. Here. <laughs> um, I've been um, following the Democratic leadership thing this week in the US. Bernie, oh. Bernie. Feel the burn. Is that one of them? He's been shafted. Has he? Has he really? Why? Well, everyone's by Dick going, Pound going behind. Is it like what's his name? Joe Biden. 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 Have you have you heard Joe Biden? Middle of the road guy. Middle of the road. He's fucking senile. Is he? <laughs> oh my is, god. He's he's a gaff machine. Is he? I've got a board full of Biden gaffs. How old is he? Seventy. He's older than Trump. The US have had a lot of gaff presidents. Mm, so they're used to it. It's the poor, a poor oh, spread of people. Shall we, shall we hit a few? Yeah, Got a few ahead. highlights. Um, so you're arguably the candidate with the greatest advantage in this race. You've been the vice president. You weren't burdened down by the impeachment trials. So how, or in the participation. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa and why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? It's a good question. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. What? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. What <laughs> the fuck does that mean? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Lying. A li- lying, lying or a lion dog. Lying. Lying dog. It's in lying pony down. faced Lying dog faced pony soldier. Ah, I want that to be my. Um, what the fuck does that mean? Destiny <laughs> handle. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self defense, and that rarely ever occurs. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching Ooh. at it. It will be a big. Pr- no, I really mean it. it, it, make, it it's a gigantic issue. And we have to make it clear from the top, from the president on down, that we will not tolerate it. We will not tolerate this culture. That's one of the drawbacks of schemas. Yeah, linking verbalizations together. Mm. So it's thinking about domestic violence and then talking about punching the problem away. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep punching at that problem. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh. He's such a creep. Well, this is the Huggy, Huggy Biden, isn't it? And smelling, smells people. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in for the hug. Allegedly. Smells him. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Oh. P- wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. Oh, fuck me, Joe. <laughs> poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Uh, uh, he was speaking to like a Latino uh, uh, convention type thing. Oh, and that's a bad mess. Uh, seriously, go on YouTube. There's compilations. There's just it's just one thing after another. 
We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, God. God. Continue. Proudly for your dad. First African-American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what, the men, they're now all men, the guys I work with down here, and they're all guys at the time. They're all good men. Most of them made an awful lot of themselves. And Earl Larkin had a rough time. And some of you knew Earl. I, def I came back as a public defender. What, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> that is nuts. I got hairy legs. <laughs> Do you think it's just because when they go on these like campaign trails, they just like sleep for three hours a night. They're just constantly talking to people that your fucking head just gets scrambled. And you end up just talking about absolute nonsense. You're not fit to do job then. Because I'm sure actually doing the job is far more intense yeah. than being on the campaign. This was the diving board area. And I was one of the guards. And there weren't a lot of, there was a three meter board. And if you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damp, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did I'm all the pools. <laughs> he was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool filter is. <laughs> you know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up and said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you man. It's just, it's just rambling. God, Trump must be looking you know, forward to his next four he's years. He's going to eat him for breakfast, man. <laughs> he, he doesn't stand a chance. Um, everybody sort of recognising the obvious comparison here. Reagan. Grandpa Simpson. Grandpa Simpson. Oh, Abe yeah, Simpson. it is. Abe, he is Abe Simpson. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. Is that him? Is he a Corn Pop? Or is he no. the person who's having a, a fight with, with the chain? He and ran some, some bad boys. Where are you, where are you listening? <laughs> a bad dude. He ran some bad boys. Oh, God, he's exhausting. Got one more left. Now is the time to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Right. <sighs> Take bound. 
Fuck me. He doesn't stand a chance. He's going to get ripped to shreds. Yeah. The thing is, over there, it's all about personality, isn't it? And performance. Over there? Well, I think well, everywhere it's about personality, isn't it? Well, talking about this race in particular, I think it's more over there than it is over here. Do you think? Well, look at the debates. Mm-hmm. The televised debates. That's something relatively new to us. The mass debates. We didn't really have them this time, did we? We didn't have a, a no. debate. Whereas that's re- only because she refused to do it. Yeah. But over there, it's huge. The debates are huge. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, no. no it just buzzed and oh. everyone looked at my phone. Oh, right. Yeah, so I just don't see uh, how he's going to survive no. against the, the Donald. The Trump's there. <sighs> I always said it was Trump Trump for four more years. That's my... They'll uh, be isolated. They'll be back in. They're all so old. Like Sanders is really old as well. He's nearly 80, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But everyone, uh, I think three of the previous runners who have retired from the race have now got behind Biden. Mm. Klobuchar. Um, Buttigieg. But again. <laughs> We're going to take the White House. <laughs> and uh, Beto. Beto, they've all... Beto, yeah. I quite like Beto. He was... Beto all rock. Didn't have a chance, did he? No. No. Mind you, what happens if the... Um, and I don't want to be morbid... Happens if the old car kit, yeah, <laughs> the corona, or just you know, being old as shit, Trump included, yeah, I think. I well, think the vice president takes over, Pence. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, on the on the campaign thing. So, if the Democrats would have no one to stand against, are they going to allow Republicans rallies? Would the other candidates get re re upped, re incarnated? <laughs> Reanimated. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's hypothetical, isn't it? I don't oh. know. Do I don't know? know how the system would work. No. Also, I've just thought Jeremy Corbyn's going to be in isolation Ooh, for four months. Jeremy Corbyn. Is he over 70? Yeah. Of course he is. He turned 70, didn't he? He's at least double 70. <laughs> wow. There's yeah, not going to be M- that many p- MPs who aren't going to be isolated. For what about the House of Lords? Months? Yeah. Be empty. Mm. Maybe that's the idea. Do you know what the uh, the day rate is now for the House of Lords as of April? Thousand. Thousand a day? Come on, Ben. Yeah. Get serious. No, 323. Oh, so not that much. <laughs> 100 grand a year, isn't it? Is that just for turning up, though? You don't just for signing in and signing yeah, out. Yeah, you don't have to do it out. Plus expenses. Plus subsidised restaurant facilities. That's 12 bars. Mm. That's interesting, though. Right? What will, will the... I suppose, yeah, because it's only the government, the ministers that run the show, isn't it? Mm. I wonder what percentage of MPs are over 70. A lot. Do you reckon? I reckon maybe 30% max. Good job Skinner's gone. Skinner. Skinner. (sighs) Don't know. Strange one. Might have a state of emergency. Well, the other thing... The Pirogue Parliament. Been drawn back into Corona discussion. But like we were talking earlier about France being shut down and cafes, small shops, all the rest of it. They're still having local elections. Right. So they haven't postponed those. No. Where ours have been, I think. Yeah. The May elections. For a year. Really? Yeah. May 2021 it'll be now. No football either, we didn't mention. Who cares? A lot of people. Who cares? 20 Liverpool have waited 30 years 
to win the title. They're currently 25 points clear at oh, the top yeah. of the league. They'll have to do it. And it's again. been called off. And some people are calling for it to be, the season to be <coughs> null and void. Wow. And to start again. Not Liverpool fans, but... No, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's just Karen Brady because like West Ham are at threat of relegation. And uh, the financial consequences of that would be absolutely destructive for them. Yeah. So when's it been, has it been called off indefinitely? Well, uh, the it, they just said till the third of April, and they're, but then they're saying that there's probably no chance of it being starting again. Basically, at that point, the twenty-five points clear. How many games left to play? So they need two more wins, so nine <sighs> to be mathematically certain uh, of winning. Nine more games, I think. Oh right, so they could still lose it. Technically, technically, it's uh, more than seventy-five percent of the season been played. That's usually like in a race. If more than a certain number of laps have been mm. done, that is it has it's thirty-eight games in a season? I think isn't there? So there's twenty teams. So it's thirty-eight games to play. So there's nine left to so play twenty-nine. Right. Okay. So they're, they're over halfway, but not quite three quarters. Is that right? Probably. Interesting. Mm. I mean, that's another financial thing, isn't it? I mean, these players are still going to be paid. Yeah. Yes. Will the revenues be affected? Because Sky won't be able to generate their ad revenue for showing the games. Exactly, yeah. What are or they going to show? What are they going to show these guys? Just repeat what they yeah. show during the week on the football channels. It's just like Premier League throwback things. They're not giving Old any matches. Um, refunds. No, they? they can't, can they? What are like season ticket refunds? Well, no, Sky? like for the watch. So, say for, for like Sky and BT, you can buy a month pass now. Right. Or like, you know, you buy a season pass. They're not giving refunds for that kind of thing. Or game passes. Plumbing, huh? But that, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's all these kind of knock-ons. But some people kind of, I think probably what will happen is that our, the season might start again, say in September, when hopefully this pandemic has peaked and gone. Mm. The current one. And they play the season out, basically, and then start the new season in January. And, and do then just be permanently out of sync. Yeah, or play a longer season, a shorter, I don't know, yeah, shorter. More midweek games. Yeah. Like cricketers, they'll be playing like five days out of every yeah. seven. And the Euros, the Euros have been cancelled. I was going to say. European Championships. Been cancelled. Mm. Where were they due to be held? I can't remember. <coughs> Qatar. <laughs> That's is it? Cup. <laughs> That's in two years' time, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be in the winter, isn't it? That World Cup. Yeah, we can't do it in summer and they'll die. Yeah. Although they did have something recently. They did the World Athletic Championships there, didn't they? And they've... Um, have you not read about this? They've um, air-conditioned the stadiums. <laughs> so they literally have, like, big, massive fans at the side of the pitch, huge, loads of them, blowing cold air onto the pitch, and it kind of stays within the stadium. So right. in the stadium, it's like 20 degrees. Outside the stadium, it's 40. That's insane. Imagine how much <laughs> which energy that's using. Yeah, really green. Yeah. <laughs> that, isn't it? Yeah. A lot yeah. of solar panels to power that. Well, you know, it's a good job it's an oil-rich country. It's probably just got like a thousand gas turbines that's another story from this week, the blooming oil price war. Is it going down, oil prices? Or yeah. Yeah, because I've noticed that my, I went, when I went to go and get some diesel and petrol, it was like 
cheap as I can remember. Oh, I don't think it happens that quick. I think well, no, the supply chain has to. I just look, happened to look. It was like one fourteen for like petrol. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah, Saudis and Saudis and uh, Russia are they producing more? Saudis are lowering the price. Oh right, OPEC. It's almost as if the Americans have said to the Saudis, "We need to put Putin out of business." Oh right, okay. There's a certain level where it's profitable mm. under a certain. Do- a per barrel dollar value, it's not profitable for the Russians. Mm. Same with the shale for uh, America. Right, okay. But the Saudis, because they've got that much of it, they can drop the, can drop it and drop it and drop it and yeah. potentially put people, other countries out of business. Putin's just changed the constitution this week, hasn't he, to allow him to oh, again. have another another <laughs> term. 2036, yeah. I think he can, he can be president till now. Is he not... Mid seventies now though, or early seventies. No, he's immortal, isn't he? He still he still fights bears. He's early seventies, I'd say. Really? No, I Is think he really? so. Yeah, looks well for it. He's had a lot of work done, hasn't he? I'll check. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but twenty thirty six, so he'd be eight mid eighties then, wouldn't he? Nearly ninety, maybe. Is it a case that when you've been, if you're Vladimir Putin, mm. you have to stay in power as long as you can because as soon as you're out of it, you'll be murdered. You're in, you're in trouble. And all of your state assets, that are you seized. personal assets. 67. 67, right, okay. 70. So yeah, it'd be 83. Mm. You know how old Kim Jong-un is? 27, oh. no. 30. 48. No. 36. Mm. Put it on. He doesn't look good for it. <laughs> no. Well, no. There was a, an interesting um, press conference from Trump this week. Oh, God. Did you hear about the hot mic? Hot no. mic moment. Oh, no, no, no. Hot no, mic no. moment. We love a hot, hot mic moment. This is a clip from Trevor Noah's show. So, look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. President Trump's Oval Office address last night, it was an absolute disaster. All right, but there was a silver lining. Because, you see, for some strange reason, the cameras were recording Trump before he gave his address. Right? But he didn't realize it was rolling. And so today, we got to see the real Trump when he's not acting presidential. <laughs> and honestly, this was pure comedy gold. You want to do this for me, Alex, please? <laughs> What's our timing? Yeah, two minutes and 20 seconds. Do you like the book being on the desk or not? Would you rather have it not be? Maybe it looks better. It gives you something up here, right? Does it matter? A what? Wow. Uh oh. I got a pen mark. Anybody have any white? Do you have any white stuff? <laughs> a pen mark on his shirt. Oh, fuck. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that bad? No, no, it wasn't that bad. It was blown out. But it, yeah, the thing he's is. He's gone up in my estimation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the book here? Should the book be there? <laughs> but it went on after it finished as well. There was a hot mic at the end. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Donald Trump is as freaked out by coronavirus as regular citizens, which is wild because he's the president. And the reason I say that is because it turns out the cameras carried on rolling after Trump ended his speech. <laughs> and, and his reaction was priceless. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. We're clear. Okay. 
Okay. Is that it? Do you know who I would vote for if I was in uh, America? America. There's no third party, is there? There is. The Libertarian Party. Oh, is there? And they have a representative. Ah. Going for the going to be the presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Have you not? Are you not familiar with Vermin Supreme? <laughs> wow. Is he a libtard? <laughs> he looks like an ent, and he has a Wellington on his head. Wow. Hey, we saw an ent last night. We did. Do you remember? Yeah. A short one. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, this is. I've got a three of Vermin Supreme's main key policies. This is his main message. I uh, promote uh, mandatory toothbrushing laws, uh, zombie preparedness, time travel research, and of course, free ponies for all Americans. Free ponies. It's just one of those pony-licking horse-faced lion lion dogs. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Lion. Lion. Lion faced. Pony. Lion dog faced pony soldier. Pony soldier. Lion dog faced pony. I got hairy legs. Oh no! (laughs) That's that's not it. It's not it. Was it? You're a lion dog faced pony soldier. That's it. You're a lion dog faced pony soldier. I like it when the kids jump in my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Stroke my legs. Yeah. Mm. The kids so, don't stroke my legs. Ugh. My hairs go, go blonde. Do your hairs go blonde in the water? A touch, yeah. They get yeah. tinted. Yeah. Yeah. All that chlorine and sun. I've, uh, I've got parcel in front of me. It's a small package. Small you brought package. a small package in. It was uh, Amish Phil's birthday. It was. In the previous month. It so was. He, is, um, he was born on the 29th. Of February, so he's only allowed to celebrate his birthday every th- family years, three years, four. every four years. You a twenty nine er? No, <laughs> <laughs> can't give out his birthday. <laughs> I uh, I didn't think we were doing birthdays. It's pretty pretty poor rap job, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So does it smell? Four of, year old do it. Does it smell of? Well, no. My youngest baby was helping me. Oh right. And he came and grabbed it a lot. Yeah, it smells. Smell of must. <laughs> it's been in it's been under the stairs in the dampest location in the house. What kind of wrapping paper would you call that? Paisley, is it? Nondescript. Brown. Christmas <laughs> wrapping paper, that's Christmas. Christmas. That's from Aldi. The snowflake. Okay. Yeah, like ten meters for fifty P. That's probably worth like five hundred quid now. Oh, 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 it's a picture. Uh, it's a signed photo of Kelly Brook. Yeah, in a headshot. A headshot. Oh, very good. Black and white. Classy. No that tits. Is, yeah. Yeah. Quite disappointed, really. <laughs> no tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Eight pounds, you say? Eight pounds. Wow. Eight pounds, like dick pound. <laughs> Worth every penny, I think. I think um, the Esther Ranson autograph photo was more expensive than this. Really? Yes. Shock horror. That's good. Our Shunk. wall of of um, our wall of stars is growing. It is. Yeah. Bubblehead needs to move, doesn't he? Really. Yeah. Move that man over there. There was another big story this week. Harvey Weinstein. Oh yes. yeah. Twenty three years. Got a backgrounder from NBC News. Our legal analyst Ari Melber has been following this case as well and joins us on the phone. Ari, uh, we knew that this judge was tough. Uh, We knew there was a possibility of a tough sentence. But as Stephanie just said, not a lot of people thought it would come this close to the maximum. Uh, Chris, this is an extraordinarily harsh sentence. 
one could call it unusual by the traditional uh, and many would say antiquated standards of how quote-unquote first-time offenders are dealt with. This is near the maximum. This is very harsh. This is a complete rebuke, obviously, of Mr. Weinstein as a convicted felon and an embrace of the prosecutor's arguments uh, that this was a very serious case that should get nearly the maximum. Ari Melber, Stephanie Gosk, thank you so much. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, sentenced to 23 years, will continue to have coverage on MSNBC on cable. And 23 years? Yes. Did see that come in? No, but um, because it's a harsh sentence, you would have thought he would appeal and have the money, resources to do so. Be appealing whatever the out yeah. sentence, yeah. And appeal and further appeal until he gets to, if he can get it heard by the Supreme Court, which I doubt. The judge made an, made an interesting statement in her remarks mm. saying that this is your first conviction but not your first offence. Mm. But surely you're only tried. This is the... So she's taken into consideration the, the evidence that was, wasn't before the court. This is the, the problem, you see. So I put it on, on sound ground. This is the issue, isn't it? Yeah, I probably agree. You know, he's probably done loads of things. And he should get a long sentence like this, but you can only do that if the evidence is there for all of the previous. Yeah. You can't just sort of start making it up. But the other thing as well is, is that, you know, this is allowable. It's just that it's not done. Do you know what I mean? The legal analyst there summed it up. He said it was unusual. Yeah. Unusually harsh. But, you know, not not within sort of, not beyond the realms of possibility. It seems that it defies convention, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, it's again, it's not that anything's been done illegally. Doesn't seem to be. No. No, just interesting. It's mm. been sort of made an example of, maybe. But that you hear that quite often, don't you, with famous people doing stuff, and they get harsher sentences, maybe, than other people. Really? Yeah, I think so. I thought they were more likely to be lenient. No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I think they're, not, they're probably more, they could potentially be more lenient because they're, they have access to better counsel. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it, normally? Would you not say? Um, it was made, mm. it, it was, there was two counts that he was found guilty of. Mm. And the sentences were 20 years and three years. Now, normally, or probably conventionally, they would say that those sentences, sentences is... <laughs> Will be will be served um, concurrently, whereas in this case they've said consecutively. So he's doing twenty years for the one crime and three years for the other crime, right? One after the other. Okay, interesting. You got to think what, how much pressure that judge is under, and the jury. Yeah, yeah. To convict and to sentence harshly. I'm not saying that I disagree with it. It seems that the guy's a fucking scumbag and he should go down, but you've got to you, you walk a very fine line between doing what's right and what... And, you know, you run the risk of setting dangerous precedents. Mm. Yeah, it's... Uh, we'll have to see what happens with the appeal and and, and that, but... Bad inter- man go to jail. It's interesting because it doesn't seem there, were, there was any physical evidence, you see, which is strange, isn't it? But quite often, that's what, what, 
I found um, when I was on jury duty was the the complete in my case there was a complete lack of physical evidence. Are you allowed we, to talk about that? I don't know. I'm talking about it in vague terms, aren't I? What kind of crime was it? Um, don't know if I should say that. Huh? All right, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what if you're bound. I don't know, probably. Right. Is it a bad murder? Well, it's, it's, I suppose it's all publicly held, isn't it? The records of the trial, because it's not like it was a closed court. But anyway, yeah, he was. Um, there was no kind of physical <coughs> evidence linking the defendant to the crime. Was it a sexual yeah. crime? Right. Yeah. And um, it's basically... Did he have hairy legs? Yeah. There was ba- basically, the young lad who was accusing this other lad of doing something and it was like a couple of years previous and it was his account versus the other person's account and they were cross-examined and that how was can, it. How can you... That's what I, I thought, oh, this must be that um, when you go to court, it'll be, there'll be lots of evidence, da, 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 da. Um, but no. And then you're expected to go into room, discuss that and basically decide beyond reasonable doubt mm. that that person's guilty and you're not able to do it so but we were split yeah it seems inevitable if there's no physical evidence doesn't it if it's just one but word one yeah. person's word against another so it's basically your peers are judging whether or not you're telling the truth or not fucking hell yeah that's frightening mm. you know if you were accused of doing something yeah and it's your word against someone else's yeah fuck that's different isn't it to Weinstein in the the sheer amount of people have come out and said does that matter though I don't know if that matters I think it probably does and I suppose if you can also say that he was definitely in this location with this person you can only try him for one crime at a time though can't you Mm, and what's the evidence for that particular crime yeah I know I agree that the weight of it there's like 80 odd women came forward it seems obvious Mm -hmm. again I don't know it seems obvious that he was a scumbag and he was doing this sort of thing. Yeah. But the other thing as well is that, again, the jury's got to say, you, the judge would have said to the jury, um, you cannot be influenced by media reports and all your prior knowledge about that. But that's impossible. Fucking impossible. It's absolutely impossible. Can you imagine the pressure on the jury? Yeah. If they, if they were, you know, to convict. But some courts in some countries, they don't have jury trials. Do they not? Is it just like a magistrate? The judge decides whether you're guilty or not. Right. Well, we have that over here with the magistrate's court. Yeah. 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 It's three magistrates, isn't it, in a magistrate's court? Mm -hmm. And And they're clueless. (laughs) They just get legal advice, but they they know they know nothing. I don't think. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Just people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What about AI juries? What do you think about that? There's AI judges, isn't there? Apparently, for sentencing. What? So trying to bring that in, aren't they? So you can you can feed all the evidence into a computer. The evidence and, and prior history. Yeah, and this is what the average sentence is for this kind of thing. For sentencing, but what about as a judge? As a as a jury. So you get like a computer is not biased by the media, is it? So if you fed all the evidence it into a computer. Well, unless you feed Media reports into it, I guess. It depends what you get out, what you put in. I suppose it, that's the same with the human jury as well. Mm-hmm. Get out what you put in. Definitely. Maybe it's a bad idea. Where are they, where are they sentencing with computers? At? 
don't know. I think they were just trialing it. What? Over here? Jeez. Might not be that. Might just be doing video link stuff. Just for cyber crimes. Mm. Should we talk about pie? Pie. Yeah, get on the pies. What's your favourite pie? Um meat. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, <laughs> I would still eat a free bentos steak and kidney pie. Ooh, now no, I tried one of those because people there's pie in a can. I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, it's mad. It's mad, isn't it? I tried one. Scythian. I tried one, and it was <laughs> one of the most awful experiences of my life. <laughs> it's a bit like cat food if you get it wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it was crisp up in the right way. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> no, Genuinely, I can, I can do you count? Taste. Do you count steak and kidney puddings as a pie? No, man, they're puddings. So it. I think I think there's something special about chip shop pies with gravy on. Mm. Meat pies. Is it the MSG? Um, <laughs> possibly. MSG. Yeah. It's not the meat content, I'm sure. <laughs> it can't be that. Is it just because it's that thing that you're not making your own food? Well, and it's a hot pie. <laughs> it's a hot pie, isn't it? You're a hot pie. <laughs> I quite like... Um, you know, at Christmas time, Aldi usually bring out some black label pies. Oh, you know, calling black label pies pork and black pudding or something. Oh. And all the all the porks in one pie. Yeah, just it's get a blood. It's skin. Gavin and bacon. It's entrails. <laughs> just get a plate and just have a squirt of brown sauce, and then just dip your pie into that. Oh, you yeah. dirty bastard! There's nothing dirty about that. It's a treat. You ever had a pie bomb? No. no. You had a deep fried pie. Oh, he's, has to, he's having to think. <laughs> I, had, I have worked in Scotland quite a lot, so I don't think I have. I've had, had deep fried most most things. Deep fried Mars bar. Yeah. Deep fried pizza. No. Um, I've never had a deep fried Mars bar. Where did you get that from? Glasgow. When you were working away or something. Mm. After a night out. Probably yeah. Or just for a laugh. <laughs> Is it just melty inside? It's. Exactly how it sounds. It's a deep fried Mars bar. Disgusting, basically. I often like Jeez. a battered sausage from the chippy. Yeah. <laughs> how can I make this meal a little more unhealthy? <laughs> you, you go to the chippy for a treat. You don't go every night. Yes. So if I'm going to go to chippy once a month, mm. if there's a battered sausage ready, I'm having it. No. With my meat pie. I just have a, so- <laughs> you have a sausage, a battered sausage, yes. and a meat pie. Yes. Do you have any chips? Yeah. Oh my god! You meat pie, chips, and gravy in a in a. With <laughs> a battered sausage chaser. Meat pie, chips, and gravy in a tray with a battered sausage chaser. Yeah, oh, I'll scoop up the, the last me uh, gravy in that. Ugh. Oh, you feel ill after. <laughs> you feel uh, yeah, dirty. Yeah, but you gotta treat yourself. Every I night. always, <laughs> you know, that's something actually. I always feel ill after it. I always get at the moment. I'm having um, if I go to square shits. No, I'm not doing one cubit of shit each day like you. Um, I have a sausage, savloy, and um, a savloy sausage and chips. <laughs> Only chippy at the moment. And I always feel ill afterwards when I have that meal. Why? I don't know. I think it's the level of grease and filth. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But like if I have pizza, like last night, I got, I got um, a Domino's pizza. Domino's, if you want to sponsor us. Are they very expensive Domino's pizzas nowadays? It's just the same everywhere. It's like 25 quid for two large pizzas and two sides. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not the same as ours, do <laughs> No. Um, £1.50 Aldi for fresh. There you go. Oh, yeah, and they're nice as well. 
the, the, the fancy ones. No, the deluxe ones oh, for yeah. three pounds yeah, sixty yeah. are excellent yeah, sourdough yeah. pizzas. But they're an odd shape. Yeah, they're yeah, oval yeah. for some and reason. Stretched. But they are they are they are the best. <laughs> I don't pizzas. like being stretched. No, you don't. Mm. But they are delicious pizzas. I get the cheap, the round ones for one pound fifty. Little bag of uh, little bag of ten of them. Do you remember those in the frozen? Yeah. <laughs> Throw them in day. like a biscuit base. <laughs> yeah, they're about six <coughs> slivers of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I used to love the, the mini Chicago town ones that you could put yeah, in the microwave. Yeah, six. They came, they came in a dozen, uh, half a dozen. Half a dozen. And you used to get, yeah. <laughs> you used to have, you used to make a cardboard launch pad. <laughs> you you oh, had the cardboard yeah. down, and you, you used to pop four tabs mm-hmm. that raised the mini pizza in the microwave. Nice. It, you know, putting them in the oven took mm. half an hour, mm. so you'd have to plan ahead. But yeah. if when you're getting in smashed, yeah, and you just wanted a quick snack, three minutes in the microwave, molten as well. Yes, boiling hot. Were they when you say tiny? How big were they? Are we talking th- those ones? Hundred mil, like those ones. Yeah, four inches. Well, no, man is the measure of all things. My mum, <laughs> my mum used to get me. It's an inch with the thumb. My mum used to get me um, ones about that big. Two inches, maybe. What? Yeah, Pizza? yeah. And it was. What's they the were, point? I think they were Heinz ones. Heinz. It was. They came in a six. That's why I was saying six before. Right. And you put them in a tray. And it came in a tray, so when you put it in the microwave. It's a bit of an amuse bouche, that no. Well, I used to have those. She used to get me those and some McCain microwavable chips. I used oh. to have that when she went out on a Saturday night. Soggy night. Either that or a chicken and vegetable lattice from Marks and Spencer's. Marks and Spencer's, if you're listening. You need to start doing those again because I often think about your chicken and vegetable lattices <laughs> when I'm alone. Okay. Wow. Because right. they are di- And my wife will vouch for that because I always talk about those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking about the mini pizzas that about that big. Yeah, I know. The macro. The, 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 pepper, the ones. double pepperoni ones. Beam They're dish. quite spicy. Not spicy, but flavoursome. My wife's uh, started a few probably a couple of months ago now making deep pan pizzas in a skillet wow that's cool she make her own dough she makes her own dough hell's bells she makes her own sauce okay how did you <laughs> my missus my missus <laughs> tried to make sourdough bread yesterday that's what it is a sourdough base oh my god what happened it's a, uh, just a wreck train wreck you just to leave it you have to leave it for like 24 hours for it to rise it did rise. Improve. And then uh, something went wrong. It something exploded. went drastically wrong. It looked like just porridge or something. Did you have to knock it? Did Oof. she knock it back? I just had to run away with the kids because it was getting intense. <laughs> she's she get, she getting angry about it again. Oh, no. Fuck! <laughs> Don't do what the dog. Go on. <laughs> Where did you go with the children? Where did you take them to the safe place? I upstairs. We hid under the bed. <laughs> okay. <Just> huddling. <laughs> yeah. They'll be over <laughs> So, pizzas, real pizzas. And what are, topping? And they are excellent. Right. So, the first time we had um, just ham and cheese, I think. Like, um, How did you get, like, special ham for it? We used um, prosciutto. Well, yeah. And just mozzarella. Prosecco. Great, yeah. <laughs> Great mozzarella. And what you need to do when it comes straight out of the oven is you grate um, um, parmesan over the top. Really? No, that's... A lot of people don't like Parmesan. 
Yeah, but it's delicious. Smell. It doesn't. You, know, you have to get proper, like fresh parmesan. They can freeze it. Reggiano. Yeah, parmigiano reggiano from Aldi. Right. Can you uh, can you freeze these pizzas before you cook them? Um. Well, it's all raw. So I mean, you you basically you put the the raw dough into a pan. Yeah. And then you spread it out a little bit more. You. F- Do we fry it? No, we don't fry it. And then um, <laughs> deep fried. Yeah, and then you uh, just shove it in the oven. But you've got to put all the, the sauces and toppings on. You've got to put loads on to weigh it down. Apparently, otherwise it gets too big. Passata. Is well, passata? Uh, I think no. It's um, it's blitzed up. I don't know what the exact ingredient is. Blitzed up chopped tomatoes, um, some kind of herbs, onions, and things like that in the sauce. And then you strain it and then put that on there. Yeah. You have to boil it for like uh, two hours so or something. Make your own passata. Yeah. Basically. Can you not fr- batch it and then freeze it, though? What, the sauce? No, the pizza. Before you put it in the oven, freeze it at that stage. Well, no, because... Can your wife make me some pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I'm sure she would do. Yeah. that big. Oh, I'm wondering yeah. how wide. Yeah. Microwaveable with a little launch pad. A little they are. They are. launch pad I can put it on. Genuinely the best pizzas I've ever had. Wow. And now, do you remember Winston's Pizza Place in town? No. Oh. It's better than Deep... I remember Deep Pan Pizza being. It was um, themed after Winston Churchill. No. Pizza Place in town. It was amazing. No, I don't remember that. Fuck, never went. No. It burnt down, like... Did it? Pizza oven fire. <laughs> Suspicious circumstances. Oh, right. Oh, good. No, that was excellent pizza. Mm. I struggle for a good pizza these days. Yeah, Giacomo's is not what it used to be. Uh, let's not slack off any <laughs> <laughs> local pizza houses. Yeah. How was your Domino's? It's just all right. It's all right. One well, actually, I can't remember what I got. I had like sausage, pepperoni, and mushrooms and onions on it. A meat feast with it wa- mushrooms. It wasn't mush. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't have the kibble stuff on. <laughs> the ground beef, allegedly. Cat food. Yeah. <coughs> um. But it was okay. Yeah, I'm always a bit suspect of that stuff on a meat feast. It's like, what is, is this? Sheep? <laughs> what is it? What is this? It's supposed to be ground beef, it isn't looks it? Looks like dog food. No it's questions. Like, why it's is it, meat? Why is it grey? <laughs> grey meat? Yeah. Oh, rabbit. It might be rabbit. I doubt it. There does seem to be a craze at the moment, though, for having a pizza and then it having some kind of sauce sprayed all of squirted all over the top of it. Oh, yeah, they do it with barbecue sauce, don't yeah, they? Yeah, so it's, it. it's awful. One that's on there is a cheeseburger pizza. What? And that has the, you know, burger sauce on it. Whatever that uh, is. Burger sauce Relish? Nice. No, the yellow stuff. It does have... Um, yeah, mustard. It's, <laughs> it's not mustard, no, is it? Like, what's on your Big Mac? Oh, that's uh, that's mustard mayo. Oh, it is. Do you not make your own mustard mayo when you have burgers? No. Oh, all right. You get a little egg cup. I can't remember. Last time I had a burger. You get a, burger. Let's turn your barbecue and your burgers. Mm. You get a little egg cup <laughs> and you put a teaspoon of English mustard in there and then a squirt of mayonnaise and you mix it up. It's mustard That's mayo. Nice. I made mustard mash. Ooh. Recently. Yeah. That's quite nice. She's made that recently with Parmesan. Again. How's that work? little teaspoon of um, mustard powder in your mash when you mash it. Mustard powder? Mm. Mustard powder and then you throw the rest at the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gas, gas, gas! <laughs> <laughs> Just testing. <laughs> Mustard powder. Yeah. Mm. Do you like aerosolize it or something? And 
No, it's just and tall that shit. Yeah. What's it? Take? A little tin comment. Yeah, we we have powdered mustard. Yeah. We're not fucking skit- heathens. Skidians. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? How strong is the mustard flavour in the mash? Um, it's mild with mm. one tablespoon. Tablespoon of powder. Yeah, it's. It, Does it blow your head off? No. I mean, <laughs> is it, hang on. What's the ratio? Is it one tablespoon? <laughs> one potato. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fairly sizable amount of mash. I usually put it over a um, over a cottage pie or a shepherd's pie. Right. Okay. So it's that that level. A blanket. How of big mash. is your? So you're making you obviously with a tablespoon of mustard powder. You're making say uh, a five foot by six foot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I don't know. It doesn't. It might just be me, but it doesn't taste that mustardy. Mm. Even though I'm putting that much. It's a level tablespoon, even though I'm putting that much um, mm. powder in. But, meh. Mm. And it'll usually be... You need ways to spice up mash because it's just fucking bland nonsense, it is isn't it? So yeah, so it bland. needs butter and milk in it at the minimum. I put a ton of butter in. <laughs> yeah. A ton. Yeah, well, you know, half a pack or whatever. Half a pack? <laughs> 250 no. grams? Bulletproof no. coffee. Yeah. <coughs> no, I'll probably put 50 grams in, maybe. Right, okay. That's fine. But even so... Double cream. I could put cream in, because I always have double cream in. Mm. Don't know if that would work. She used to put spring onions in. Oh, no. no. Oh, it's champ, Make it worse. Yeah. Is it champ where you put... It's an Irish thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. would be, wouldn't it? you put... Um, I'd have Cabbage cheese. Cheese well, is always good. Cheese and mash is nice. Yeah. But it's better, I think, like, as a topping and then in the oven. I, I don't know. Not all mash has to be a topping, Ben. No, I mean the cheese on the mash. So if you, you just made like a quantity of mash, put the cheese on, stick it in the oven, get a nice crisp. To melt it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I suppose you could run it through the mash. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon mash. Maybe that's oh, the way I've never forward. Tried that. Bacon and leek lard-ons. mash would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lardons. Aldi do packets of lardons. That's a meal right there. They do. Because we, <laughs> made, we made something with lardons. What was it? It was some lard-ons. kind of. Oh, we made um, tagliatelle. Oh, yeah. With lardons. Yeah, I bet that's nice. Mm. We uh, we can't make creamy pasta. Why? The boys don't like it. What's wrong with them? I don't know. I've just got a thing for It's going through that idiot stage. Yeah. It's like they won't eat pie. Do you <gasps> know why they won't eat pie? Peter Rabbit. Because of Peter Rabbit. Because oh, no. Peter Rabbit's dad got made into a pie by oh, Mr. McGregor. Wow. Mr. McGregor? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. McGregor, yeah. Yeah. Won't eat pie. Oh, no. My boys, you're missing out on so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. My meat pie chips and gravy. So. <laughs> with the battered sausage. Oh, do you eat the bas- battered sausage on the way home so nobody sees you with the battered sausage? No, I'm not ashamed. It's dessert. You should be. <laughs> it's a treat. <laughs> Just sticking out. You've got the light. You should like Churchill. What's this cigar? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We didn't talk about pie. Oh, pie. Oh, no, we didn't. We, talk about, we spoke about pies. Yeah, our crypto. Well, it you was derailed pie. us. You derailed yeah, us. Did, yeah, it was on purpose. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it was pie day this, this week, wasn't yeah, it's, it? Has it been halved again or something? 314. Three, the mining rate. 14.3. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, we talked about What is that. pie? 3.14. What is the pie cryptocurrency? It's a cryptocurrency called pie. P.I. P.I. And it's uh, 
It's a new one, isn't it? It's new. I can't. I can't. It's a coin I'm quite thing. Out the coin of it, yeah. It's here on my telephone. So when it says I've got a hundred and nine pies, do I have a hundred and nine crypto coins units of pie? Yeah, whatever a unit's worth, which units is of pie. Nothing. So if we it's get not worth anything, no. So when it gets worth, you know, like what was it that um, Bitcoin? Uh, Six, peak 16 grand, right? So 16,000 a bitcoin, a coin, yeah, yeah. 16,000 pounds times Dollar 100, coin, yeah, times 100 is let's call it 10,000, like 1.6 million or something, yeah, that'd do, wouldn't it? Sell, 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 making a bit of a jump. You think pi is going to be the next bitcoin? Who knows? It's like Harvard based, isn't it? I'd be happy if it got to 10p a coin because I've not really had to do anything to get this. Oh, basically, it works by you have an app on your smartphone, and the Pi app mines Pi mm-hmm. with your smartphone just in the background and doesn't seem to have any detriment mm-hmm. to battery life. You nope. look this. In, yeah, I, I'm sure. I think it's probably mined elsewhere. Yeah, um, somehow. Hence, you. Something to do with that security circle thing. I think it's mined in a, in a server, and you have. Well, that's not what they say. You don't listen to what they say. Have you seen him? I thought. I thought the idea was. Yeah, I thought the idea was because they were splitting the the computing power. Essentially, it's, I don't get how it works. How you mine for shit? It's not just basically encrypting it. The mining process. Well, with Bitcoin, it's it's mathematical problems. Okay. You need to solve a mathematical problem to unlock the Bitcoin. Right. And that's why the computing power it takes months and months and months for one, well, years probably for one computer. Right. Processing power to be able to mm. unlock the next Bitcoin. And with every Bitcoin that is created, the mathematical problem gets more complicated. Difficult. So it's a slower rate of mining. Yeah. And there is a limit, I think. Is it about 21 million Bitcoins? Pi. Is the cap. Bitcoins. What? Pi or Bitcoins. Bitcoins. Bitcoin. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about sort of people having, like, you can buy, a, I don't know, you say a tenth of a Bitcoin, couldn't you? Oh, you can yeah. fraction it down to nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Interesting if you can buy Bitcoin with Pi. Yeah. See if someone wants to trade up. Yeah. I remember when that it's Bitcoin value, the Bitcoin though, thing like. was going wild, and there's a woman, and she'd done it, and she'd sold half at the peak and kept half. Always thinking, see, huh. women. Yeah, I had opportunities to get into Bitcoin and uh, ignored them. Why? Because it wasn't worth anything at the time. Oh, right, okay. Hence why you're on that pie train. How did you um, get opportunities to get into Bitcoin? Max Kaiser. Who's that? You never heard of Max <laughs> Kaiser? No. Is he related to Dick Pound? He's on RT, <laughs> usually. I think he has a show on RT. Oh, I don't know. He's a, like a financial markets guy, well, and, he and he's a huge proponent of Bitcoin. He's been going on about it, on a bit on about it for ten years. Is he a libertarian? I don't know. He's probably a free market guy. Yeah. I imagine, mm. but he's he's like a proselytizer of Bitcoin, mm. and I've been familiar with it. About I've known about him for years, mm. and never bought his sales pitch. Oh, you and, uh, idiot! I thought, yeah, that sounds really good, and then just not. Because it used to, I don't know what it's like now, but it used to be pretty complicated. You used to have to have a, a like a virtual wallet. Yeah, you had that, yeah. Fuck about. And I'm not technically and gifted. Do you don't remember this, this? I think we talked about this previously, maybe on episode like 13, 
about the guy who mined loads of Bitcoin and threw his laptop away. And it, at the peak, it was worth something like a few million or maybe just over a million pounds, what he'd mined. And they went to excavate the um, tip where it may have been dumped, his laptop, and never found God. it. I went to do a job for a regular customer. She um, owns a block of flats. A block of flats? Uh, only a handful. Right. A handful of flats. How many is a handful? Five. Oof. Five fingers. <coughs> and uh, we went into one of the ga- ground floor flats. We were doing uh, maintenance on fire alarm. And I think I walked into a Bitcoin mining operation. Oh, oh yeah, because that was stories, wasn't there, around that time of um, when it was peaking? Do you remember the the principal in China got fired? No. Because he was networking the school's <laughs> computers to mine Bitcoin. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, there's proper Why, private companies into it now. They have Bitcoin mining operations. You right. can use it to heat spaces yeah, as well. Cause yeah, because it's so much. It yeah. so much. Yeah, it was boiling. You opened door to this flat and it's like getting off the plane in Zanti. How long ago was this? Recently. Last or? week. Right, okay. Or the week before. How long is he paying the electric? I, there was like three monitors right. going. And I don't know how many machines. Maybe three or four machines. Maybe he was mining pie. He was mining something. Maybe, you know, the thing is, there's hundreds Crypto now, kitties. isn't there? Litecoin. Mm, uh, what's that? Eth- Ethereum. Ethereum, yeah. How much is your Ethereum worth? Hardly anything, I think. Has it died, Ethereum? Mm. I don't think it's it was died. about 400 quid, weren't it, for an Ethereum at one point? It was more than that at one point. Right. Um, it got to about 10% of Bitcoin's highest level, so it's up 1,600 quid or 1,200 quid or something. Right. And you, uh, you held yeah. on to it? Held on to it. I messed around with crypto kitties for a bit. I, I, I didn't lose money. I made a little bit of money. Um, not enough to retire home about. <laughs> Mm. Not enough to leave early for the day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's all right. A little experiment. Mm. Well, we're all mining pie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a hundred and odd pies. We got invited by Gav from the Lancashire Hot Pod. Is that who it was? Podcast. Oh. Yeah, he he sparked us off on this journey. I need to link to him then, don't I, to make improve my security. Oh, yeah, no, I'm a, I can't. Even, my my wife signed up for it. I can't even link to her for some reason. Oh, well, can't I link to, to Ben. Link your wife as well, then. Yeah. Can't link to me? No. Well, Why we'll not? have to get on to Mike as well, then. Yeah. Because oh. I'm presuming Mike, I'm sure Mike's mining. <coughs> anyway. Yeah. I've got 113 pies now. Oh, I'm over 200, I think. I've got 118. I keep forgetting to push the button. Oh, Ben, all you got to do is push the button. Yeah. <coughs> Right. Cool. Hey. Should we fuck off? It's ten and bells. Ten, to ten bells. Off. So next week we're supposed to have a guest. Oh, tell us about next week's guest, Ben. Next week's guest is a Dr. Jamie Smith, who uh, I believe developed one of the first um, Rohypnol testing kits, portability, for use in checking if your drink's been spiked in clubs etc oh so it's something you carry with you i believe so yeah yeah so like a little um, you do a little pipette into your drink and yeah. if it turns blue changing. chuck it down the drain sort of thing possibly we'll we'll find out next week god i didn't realize it was such a massive you know problem to require i think i think it's it's a concern and yeah. with any concern you want to mitigate that as much as possible yeah 
But yeah, whether he'll be here in the flesh or um, over the phone, I don't know. Is he local? Yeah. Right. So, um, right then. Well, hopefully we won't develop any symptoms over the next seven days. I thought he was. I thought he was skyping in. He was going to come in. All oh, right. Okay. But yeah, I'll talk to him this week. Okay. Good. Right. Good. All excellent. Right. We'll call it quits. Yeah. What can do? Epstein didn't kill himself. No. Weinstein might. <laughs> Praise Jablon. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like. She's like literally a communist. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>